Imagine your spouse telling you that they're going to run at the gym and two hours later you get a call from them saying they have been in a plane crash. A true story from a former co-worker. Plus, why Humphrey the Hippo said, I'm done. I'm done. And he killed his owner who called him a pet. All that and more in this very cheery holiday episode. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. And this is a public service announcement. It is three days till Christmas. If you're listening on upload day. Three days if you're op- uh, listening on upload day. So my thing is I- I'm into this curbside. Like I never knew curbside. I never experienced curbside. I never, you know, I, I mean for f- picking up food I did. But I order something on Target, and it can't be shipped. There's no time. So you just click your store, pull up in the little spot, and here they come. So I think the combination, like there's been curbside before, but curbside in COVID is the best curbside. Because you don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to wait in a line. You don't have to show any paperwork. You just like flash your phone, pull up in the space. They come out. You pop your trunk because it's all contactless. And they put your present in the back of the trunk. So that's my plan for the next... Two days is just to drive all around the city and pop my trunk. If you see a woman with the trunk pop, that's me. I hope I remember to put it back down. Can you imagine? And all your presents fly out. If it's going to happen anyway, it's going to happen to me. I had a, I heard a commercial the other day that that like Uber Eats when I bring your Macy's packages to you. Come on with for it. like five bucks or something. I mean, come on with a it. purchase twenty five dollars or more. Carl and I were having a discussion the other day. People will do anything for money. They will do anything for money. Deliver, find, source, pick up anything. Pimp. Anything for money. Love this gig economy. I love these people out there doing it. I love it. All right. Let's uh, begin the show with a big old laugh from Larry the Cable Guy about Christmas week. I don't get Christmas caroling. I don't like seeing my neighbors, much less hearing them sing. Now, unless my neighbors Kenny Chesney or Faith Hill, I doubt your neighbors are pretty much worth listening to. You know, it's just kind of weird hearing your neighbors sing about the baby Jesus when last week they just shot each other arguing over a Chevy being better than a Ford. All right? The day after Christmas is always a letdown, too. It's like you have all these weeks to get excited, and you're excited, and you're excited, and there it is, and boom, it's over with. Now I know how all my ex-girlfriends felt. <laughs> I thought Santa Claus was kind of creepy as a kid. He sees you when you sleep in. We had a guy like that in our neighborhood, and we had him arrested. <laughs> Every year, my relatives give me one of them Hickory Farm gift baskets. You ever get that? Why was that ever a tradition? Hick, what does that have to do with Christmas? Nothing says happy birthday, Jesus, like a two-foot meat log and some spicy mustard. I tell you what. Yeah, you eat, you eat one of them gift baskets, it'll be your last supper, I guarantee you. And what's with the fruitcake, that piece of crap? Good night. Why is it they can make underwear you can eat but not a fruitcake? So, a two-foot meat log. And spicy mustard. Do you remember the Hickory Farms? Let's break down Hickory Farms. I loved that place. I remember Hickory Farms being like a kiosk. In a mall. In every mall. Did they ever have like a storefront though? Mm. Were there ever like brick and mortar Hickory Farm stores? Or was it always a kiosk next to the people that... I mean, there may have been. But remember they would slice that summer sausage? And you just beg those people for like, you know, if if you were with your mama and she was searching for all like your daddy's corporate gifts. And you'd just be hanging out there. 
in your big old elephant ear bell bottoms, just praying to God. They'd give you an extra summer sausage and a little piece of cheese <laughs> and a biscuit or something. Like, sorry. Oh, gosh, I love the Hickory Farms. And they had that spicy mustard, and they'd pull out all those little plum jellies and stuff, the little containers. And Oh, you get so excited when you get one of those in the mail. Are they around anymore? I think so. It used to be a huge deal. And then I, I just was flashing back to this as we were talking about Hickory Farms. There was one in the Athens Mall. Okay. And I had this friend that worked there, and she lost her job. Because we were so hungry around the time Christmas came before Christmas. She would just, like, give us all summer sausages and wafers and cookies and put them in bags. And she said they were, like, damaged. Mm. Yeah. You got a fruitcake in the mail. In the mail. Carl, did you send me a fruitcake? No? We thought it was Carl. I thought it was Carl. Because there was no message. There's no note. And Donna says, this is something that Carl Appen would do. I know. And I, I... I sort of saw the, the, so I opened the box and there was, I looked inside, there was no note. And on the front of the box, it said something about fruitcake. And I honestly thought it was going to say from one fruitcake to another, because now that would be a good message, you know, but it said for someone who enjoys fruitcake as much as I do, who is that person? I can't, not, Carl, are you sure it's not you? It's got to be a a small pool to choose from. I mean, do people, do people enjoy yeah, here's the thing. I told you this. I oh, didn't know that you liked fruitcake. I, well, We've I, been together 20 years. I don't love fruitcake, but I like it. Like, I, you know, a little bit goes a long way. But I did, I will say this. I said about a person who will remain nameless to another person who will remain nameless. Maybe. That person is nutty as a fruitcake. And I'm wondering if the person that I said it to, like, sent me that fruitcake for that. I don't know. I don't know. I hope the person I said it about didn't, like, maybe they were on the text exchange or something, and now they're like, here's your fruitcake lady. That happens. Good luck. Do you know you can use a fruitcake as a doorstopper? I believe it. Mm -hmm. Claxton, Georgia, which is in in South Georgia, is the fruitcake capital of the world. Okay, but this fruitcake, this fruitcake (laughs) came from a place in Texas, like the some other fruitcake capital of the world, and this is a good fruitcake. I've already sampled it, and so did Roscoe this morning. All right. Inadvertently. I'm going to add to the Caddy and Donna Hype Song playlist on Spotify, a song that, that, that's going to expire. In other words, you're, you're the curator of the Hype Song playlist, Donna, so I want this song to go away. Now. At, <laughs> at midnight. Prior on, to upload. Sorry, go ahead. At midnight on the 25th. Okay, what is it? Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Quite a reaction. All right. <laughs> we don't like, listen, we don't have a single Christmas song on the Hype Song playlist. We got two days, three days to Christmas if you're listening on upload day. So let's go ahead and put it out there. It hit number one again this year on the Billboard 100 chart. Yeah. Uh, She's got a little special too, a little Christmas special. I'm sure. She always does. Mm-hmm. But there's that song's been out for a long, long time. Only last year and this year did it hit number one. And Felice Navidad went top 10 this year for the first time. I love that. Yeah. All right, we'll add it. But I want it to expire. Okay. So we're going to put it up for three days and then, and take then it down. remove it. It's kind of like an expiring photo. We're going to remove that. it. Like a Snapchat. Yes. We're going to remove it afterwards. We're snapping All Mariah. Right. So okay. Merry, Merry freaking Christmas. Oh, okay. So my hype song is really good because it's like getting in the Christmas cheer. It's called, uh, the name of it is Bottles Bout Dead. Who? <laughs> Bottles Bout, B-O-U-T. Bottles Bout Dead is by Diplo and Ernest. Have you heard of this new country artist, Ernest? He's awesome. Tell me about him. I have no, not on my radar at all. Okay, so Diplo is like kind of a a famous DJ. um, And he worked, when I say DJ, like not like, hey, I'm the DJ. Call number 10 wins right now. What do they call that? Like a mixer? Would that be a Um, um, melody? 
a DJ, yeah, right? Yeah, but yes. not like radio DJ. Yeah, like the ones that go to like uh, winds from the west at forty-seven miles an hour. Yeah, that, not that, that kind sucks. of DJ. The winds at forty-seven miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> not that kind of DJ. This is the one like at Coachella, like with the glow sticks, and right? The, like an EDM festival. Exactly. So that's Diplo. Well, anyway, he joined forces with Ernest, who is a new. He's been around a while, but he's a pretty new country artist. And so the song is called "Bottles About Dead," and Ernest just signed a big loud records. Okay. And he plays um, the banjo. He's kind of like a I mean, he's traditional artist, but he's got a really modern sound. And he's written a ton of stuff. He wrote with Florida Georgia Line. He's written with just tons of people. He grew up in Nashville, and he said that everything, this is interesting, everything about him musically is inspired um, from Eminem to George Strait. And I kind of think that's how our hype song playlist is. So you're going to love this song. It's really good. Very good. He's wor- I mean, and Diplo's worked with Snoop, Bad Bunny. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, anyway, Bottle's About Dead. Get on it. You're going to say you heard it here first. Add those two to the uh, Spotify playlist. Very simple search. Caddy Donna Hype Songs. And you're there. Uh, Eminem dropped another album Friday morning at midnight. He's doing one for the Taylor Swift book. Well, if you recall, he started 2020 by dropping uh, Music to be Murdered by. Yes. And you'll find that song on the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Just... uh, this past Friday, he dropped Music to be Murdered by Side B Deluxe Edition. 16 tracks on it. And he also dropped a video for a song called Nat, G-N-A-T, Nat, which is, I mean, he calls everybody out from, I mean, just, you maybe listen to it because you may be called out yourself. For what? Um, the pandemic and... and well, all, who's he calling out for the pandemic? Uh, Pence, specifically. Okay. In the song. Um, but we've talked about the number of artists, and I think that you can count them on certainly two hands, if not less, the number of artists that can just drop an album out yeah. of the blue with no street week, no promotion. Well, and have it be be, be successful. successful, yeah. Which is the key to it all. And, I mean, Music To Be Murdered By was one of the best-selling albums yeah. of, of 2020. So, M does it again. I'm going to have to listen to that. He calls out everybody, huh? Yeah, Nat, G-N-A-T is that particular song. Love it. When I saw... Thomas Rhett is leaving Instagram. Now, Thomas Rhett is a country artist that has truly put his life on display with his wife, Lauren, and their children in Nashville and has been very open about posting dad pictures and all of that. Yeah. Here's what happened. Thomas Rhett just returned from a trip to Cabo. And when I saw this one particular photo, and it's a great photograph, it's he and his wife, Lauren, and they're gazing in each other's eyes and the crystal blue waters of Cabo are behind them. I just went kind of like when I would see the his and her Denali commercials. Uh, gosh, I, I just don't know that your fan base can relate to you taking a trip to Cabo. In the middle of a pandemic. And that wasn't really it as much for me. So it wasn't the fact like they've said, don't visit Mexico. And... um it wasn't the pandemic part of it. It was more the, we keep saying this word tone deaf and tone deaf. I think for anybody who's like, why, why do we keep hearing that word? It's just, it's oblivious to the world around you. It, it's kind of just not being aware of the room. You know, there's a great saying, read the room. You have to read the room. And so yours is more about his fan base and how people, that people looks. People have lost their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I think too. From- so, so travel during the pandemic is not really the, 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 the comma for me. Right, the hot button. It's it's more because I don't know what they went through to get in there. order to take this trip. So I'm not sure. going to speculate. 
Sure. You know, about traveling, taking a vacation during the pandemic. Many people have done it. Many people are doing it. I read this morning somewhere that uh, travel uh, for 2021, people that have already booked vacations, it's going to it's going to be the, the biggest year for for travel, both within the country and in in worldwide that we've ever seen before because people are freaking fed up with the pandemic and they want to travel and get away from it all. So I'm not I'm not poking them about that. I just think that a trip to Cabo a week and a half before Christmas when there are people that are wondering how they're going to get Christmas gifts. Yeah. And so many more this year. There are, there are people that struggle every Christmas to be able to do that. But imagine those people that struggle any other year outside of a pandemic. Now the struggles that they're having. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just, um, it wasn't that for me. It was just, I, I, I would have probably not posted that photograph. Well, Thomas Rhett was bombarded with messages on Instagram from his fan base who said basically. Felt the same way. Uh, and interestingly enough, Thomas reposted some of the comments. He and Lauren, his wife, both did. But he wrote, too much negativity on an app I spend too much time on after sharing the photos. But here are some some statements, or not statements, but some messages, I guess, from fans. Pandemic privilege is real. Wish I could be happy for you. But the rest of us are not traveling to try to keep COVID at bay. It looks amazing, another wrote, but it's also disappointing to those who are doing everything possible to stay safe and keep others safe. Uh, another comment. So tired of seeing this idiotic behavior being posted on social media with zero excuses. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely an issue. And I think, too, I mean, I don't. again, we don't know what his situation is with his band and, and that type of thing. But Nashville in particular is so much struggling. I mean, again, everyone listening to this podcast, people are struggling listening today, you know, two days away from Christmas. And I don't think in the past when people were able to travel freely and maybe people had jobs, people would never have begrudged a country artist or, or any celebrity who vacationed at a high level because they could afford it. It wasn't, oh, you know, I mean, there are people and who people say, knew that. Yeah. And that some people afford. liked almost that peek into that. You know, the, it was it's kind of like that show, The Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, that used to be on. You Robin know, Leach. there's your guy. But, you know, I don't think that it wasn't, it's not that, but it's just in this moment in time, again, it seems just really tone deaf. And go take your trip. But I would have just not posted the pictures. You know, and that's another thing. Sometimes you can just do things in, in private. And I do think that traveling, they have said, is going to be over the top. I think it's a different type of travel. It's a travel that's not with groups of, you know, families and it, it's your family and you're going to have to go through a lot to do it. But if you want to do it and you all get tested and you're swabbed and you go, um, I think you, I think travel will be big. And I think there are a lot of people traveling to resorts because, you know, you said earlier they want to get away from it. There's no getting away from it because wherever you go, there's COVID. But, well, maybe just get out of your house. Yeah, just. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that is true, but I think it'll be a different type of travel. And I think to some people, knowing that they have the, the capability to leave three kids at home, people can watch them, they can get on a plane, private jet, land on the island, fish, do all this stuff. It's just a lot right now. It's just another thud on another crappy year. And I, you know, and I don't know if there are people in his band that have had to go get other jobs because they're not working or people around him. So that's the other thing, too, is it just seemed kind of, I don't know. And I know him. I, I don't know him. But I mean, I, I, you think you know the type of person he is. They're very stand-up people. They're very Christian people. They're very, they, they give a lot to the community. So that's not what this is about. I don't think they thought, even thought about it. 
which that could be a problem too. But I mean, I just don't, I think they just wanted to share pictures of their vacation, you know, and they probably thought, listen, this is a, a break on Instagram to all the negativity. It's just, you know, some, some two people who are married and have a great marriage and a great, you know, have great kids. They're out celebrating a vacation. I don't think they had any intention of thinking that that was going to happen with that backlash, but you just never know. We took a vacation. We did. With, with the kids. Uh, during May. Sometime. Yeah. We didn't post a thing. No. Didn't post a single picture on social media. But we weren't in Cabo either. True that. <laughs> Gosh, true that. I mean, Gallenberg. Yeah, somewhere. Ooh, that wasn't Gallenberg, but yeah. kind of. It, listen, anywhere you can go is, is fine. But I, I think you're right. I think a lot of it right now is just... Um, and, and some people are going to say, you know what, you can't do anything. People are going to get offended if you, you know, anything you post offends someone. I just, I, I disagree because I think it's the time we're living in right now that so many people have it so tough. It was midweek last week that the U.S. saw the highest number of COVID cases since the pandemic began. Would you go to Disney World today? Me? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I want to, I would probably, but I've heard that it's so on Disney like that I'm afraid I would go it for me it's not so much worrying about like if I could get tested and I thought it was safe and you know you have to wear masks and all this stuff I would go it's not that I just think it's so un Disney like that I think it would be a Debbie Downer for me and take away from past experiences exactly and that may be this this trip during a pandemic to Disney seeing the characters with yeah, I think it was just sad. Not being able to touch characters and seeing all the cast members with, with yeah. you know, PPE. A friend of mine was telling me just two days ago that they went to Disney and they were having a group family picture made. And the husband pulled down his mask from above his nose, literally two inches, to, to do something or say something. And out of nowhere, like Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible, this woman comes up on like a scooter, like a Segway. I'm not kidding. And crashes into the person who's taking the photo of them. Now, that would have been the video because that would have gone viral on TikTok. But before she goes down, she holds up a sign that says, do not remove your mask for anything. And he was just like, and he pulled his mask back up and his wife's like, why weren't you filming that? Because that would have been great. But they evidently have these people just parked. Like zip line from the top oh, of the center of castle. So I don't know if they're watching. I mean, you know, who knows? A big brother, if they're watching or whatever. But that's the thing, too. I mean, the whole merriment of being at, like, Disney is escapism. You know, and if you have to walk around and every five minutes somebody's yelling at you, pull your mask up. I've heard there's no fast passes. There's no, a lot of the rides aren't running because they don't have enough employees. So I don't know that that's the place I'd pick. Now. I'd go get on that slide at Atlantis and come down, I guarantee you. The one that takes Through your top sharks. off? Yeah, that takes or your top take, off. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Where there's no way you're keeping your top on. I don't care what kind of top you have. Unless you're in full-on moo-moo. Because I've gone down it four times. Lost, lost my top, top every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. every time. Three days before Christmas, if you are shaking your head and, and you still have people and you're like, what am I going to buy for Christmas? How am I going to yes. get it to them? Would yes. You, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> are, you, are you needing this information? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> because... I think that the holidays truly snuck up on everybody. I, I can't oh, speak my to gosh. myself. I had no idea like last Wednesday that Christmas Eve was a week from the next day. Christmas, you know, the yeah. next day. I had no clue because everybody just has lost time. You just, you don't keep up with, you don't know what time of the day it is. like being a Vegas casino. Yeah. But if you desperately need to get a gift to someone, you know that, that uh, there, there are photographs now circulating on social media 
of uh, a USPS postal service hub somewhere in America. They won't say which one it is. And it is miles and miles of bins that have packages that are just spilling over the top. And these postal workers are saying, there's no way. They've just given up. There's no way. But I had this thought today, Donna. Can you imagine the smack that your postal carriers are getting right now? Yeah. I can't imagine. I haven't spoken to one, but I just can't imagine. I love ours. Of course we do. And and this is out of their control. But you know, I saw a, a comment on Twitter this morning. Somebody said, listen, I'm just going to get hired by the USPS. So I can go pick up my, my package. Yeah. You know, can somebody just run my package out to me? I'll meet you at Cheddar's. Yeah. <laughs> I need but my But don't package. you think it's overwhelming? Like you and I have talked about this before. The fact that you, you know, not so much more any day nowadays, but like you write a check for a bill, you put it in your mailbox on like a Monday and it's got to go to Petaluma, California and it gets there and it's cashed by Tuesday, Wednesday. How does this all happen? Like I'm fascinated by this. So the fact that like I would be like that, like, you know, you and I would, if we were, well, I may not give out as quick as you, but like if we were in a facility and our job was to like get all these packages, like saying you and I were in charge of one table, I know what would happen. I'd be like, okay, let's organize this. Let's get this going. And about 30 minutes in, you'd be like, I want to do this anymore. <laughs> and we, you would just give out and all these packages. Cause I think it's some, like if you showed up and that's your job and you click your key and you walk in the warehouse and there's Boom. Packages for miles and days. That need to be sorted. And maybe you've sort of fallen down a little bit on your sorting, you know, and you're just like, I'm going to get caught up, I promise, before Christmas. Because everybody does with your job. You know, you're like, I'm going to get through these Falling emails. Falling back on your sorting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jim comes over. It's Christmas And it's like, are, hey, Don, are you going to be able to get this done? And you're like, I got it. And no, you do not no. have it. And you know that. So you just quit. And walk out. But you're quitting the federal government. And you're quitting the people. Okay. Anyway. Dinner Affairs is a sponsor of this podcast. Oh, right. Okay. Well, but I want to be very clear about this. This conversation is about needing to get a gift of some kind yes. to someone really, really quick. And and Ken and Stephanie, they're on the Dinner Affair. Uh, they're Atlanta-based, but they ship nationwide. And they have uh, an e-card, e-gift card right now that you can go to dinneraffair.com. And, and depending on uh, the size of the family and how many servings, there are six different meal packages that you can choose from. Uh, and these gift cards never expire. And it's an instant gift. Does it drop in somebody's email? It does. Listen, it's 2020. Oh, I think I would love to get one. I think it's a great gift. I think if you're listening to the podcast. And but I think outside, of, excuse me, but I think outside of the pandemic, if you if you send someone an, an e-gift card via email as a gift, it can't be like, ah, oh, really? Lazy. I think it depends on what it is, though. If I'm getting full okay. meals anyway from Dinner Affair, I'm happy. Right, I think my, if, my if you're listening, <laughs> you should turn the podcast. You should pause the podcast and go order one of these because there are people listening right now, like myself, who have a couple of people left on the list. And you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. So you give can't a, get it there. Give a gift that they're going to enjoy. Yeah. That they're truly going to enjoy. The gift of food. My God, get there now. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. The perfect gift for friends and family, especially now since we're three days <laughs> Uh, away from Christmas. Like you could wake up on Christmas morning and send it to them. They'd never even know. In January, dinner fairs bringing back the side pairings. In January, they're bringing back the single serving dinners on the January menu. I did look ahead, not going to lie. Shrimp scampi, mm. blackened pork tenderloin, mm. bistro steak with Bernays butter. Mm. And again, the friends and family and coworkers that you send an e card to, uh, any gift card from dinner fair, they choose the meals that they want just like you would. There's no contract, 100% guaranteed. And these e gift cards never expire. Think about it. It's easy. It's quick. And the person they send it to truly will enjoy it. Dinneraffair.com. Dinner, A-F-A-R-E 
Dairyqueen.com. Who buys an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen just because that'd be me? Yeah, who? We were sitting around the dinner table after we finished our dinner affair, pepperoni chicken last week. And I said, you know what I'm craving? I'm craving an ice cream cake. Who, who just craves an ice cream cake? I do. Not like a blizzard or a cherry-covered cone or chocolate-covered cone, but an entire ice cream cake. Or a dilly bar. A dilly bar. None oh, of that. I love no, a no. dilly bar. I, I was craving an ice cream cake with like the, the chocolate crunchy things that are on one layer and then the the, the fondant. There's no fondant on a Dairy Queen cake. Okay, let me just tell you. That is a milk-based so frosting. Olivia, who is our 17-year-old daughter, she's a junior in high school. She goes to Dairy Queen. No, her and her mama okay. went to Dairy Queen. And bring me back a $27 ice cream cake. Let me just tell you Which about we can't really. I mean, who needs $27? Let me just tell cake? you about this. It's kind of like Thomas Wright going to Cabo. Do you really need that? No. Let me tell you about this DQ run. We had just eaten dinner. Had a great dinner affair dinner. No kidding. And you're like, ice cream cake. So then we go, and I start getting texts from Charlotte. Will you get me a... Um, Charlotte's our 14-year-old yes. daughter who's freshman. Will you get me a chicken finger basket? What? And a blizzard. Then Olivia gets in there. Mom, you know they have that secret menu with the um, grilled cheese sandwich and the fries. Oh, okay. You should try it, Mom. All right, why not? Then I get um, a box because I run into them in the cooler while I'm looking for your cake of those cherry star bars that I'm obsessed with. So I bought a whole box of those. Oh, Olivia got a... And there were six to the box and they were gone the next day. Yeah, Olivia got a blizzard. And then I'm like, I go over to the people and they're looking at me like she can't be a stoner because she's in here with her daughter. You know, so what's this story here? Or maybe they are. I don't even know. And so I said, I need the smallest ice cream cake that you have. So she walks me over to the cooler. And I think they get commission on the cakes because she's trying to upsell me to like a 13 inch. Then we like, don't need that. I don't I, need I just want to. They should sell it by the slice is what they should do. Well, they don't. So she's like, here's the nine inch cake. And I'm like, okay, what's it have on the inside? Oh, it's got chocolate. She's selling this thing. Like the crunchies. Yeah. But I mean, you would think it was like. I don't know, a brand new Lexus or something. She's selling this thing. So I'm like, okay. So she takes it back and she turns around to me and she says, what do you want written on the cake? Cause it's a birthday cake. Now this is where my wife, Donna mm-hmm. shines mm-hmm. and it's being a smart ass. So I put on the cake. what I put on there? Here's your cake. Here's your cake. I want to put in cursive. I want to put here's your damn cake, but I didn't want that little teenage girl to have to do it. And then she totals me up. And do you know what my total was at the Dairy Queen? You, you tell me. Let's just share it. $72 at the DQ. And I went out for a couple of blizzards and a cake. I said to the woman, I said, that owns it, I said, am I the high, am I the high water mark? Did I like hit the high roller mark? She didn't understand me. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, did I spend the The most money? The biggest spender of the day. She said, no. She said, someone came in before you and they bought three birthday cakes. See, it's not just me. Well, but they might have had three birthday per- parties. Could be. But it's not just for birthdays. Dairy Queen ice cream cakes are not just for birthdays. Who rolls in at 9 o'clock and needs a birthday cake? We I did. appreciate it. I sure. did. I enjoyed it. I can swim with him. I can go in the water. He allows me to get on his back and I ride him like a horse. What are we talking about here? Humphrey the Hippo. Humphrey the Hippo lives with his owner, Els, who is 40, in South Africa. Um, this is a 2,000-pound beast, Humphrey the Hippo. He sounds sweet. And uh, this 40-year-old man adopted him when he was a calf and has treated him and called him his son. Oh. Well, Humphrey had enough one day in South Africa and took this man out recently. 
What does that mean, took he, him out? He, he bit him and drowned him. What? And he died. He drowned his owner. He drowned his daddy. They found him immersed in a river, had been bitten several times by Humphrey. It was unclear how long he might have remained in the water. Well, long enough to drown. That's mm. been established there. Um, the dude said, there's a, ra- uh, there, there's a relationship between me and Humphrey, and that's what some people don't understand. They think you can only have a relationship with dogs, cats, and domestic animals, but I have a relationship with the most dangerous animal in Africa, sir. Humphrey the hippo is tired of your shit. He drowned you. And he took you down. Let me tell you what he this killed, story. killed you. Let me tell you what this story sort yes. of made me think about. If I had a pet beaver, because you know I'm obsessed with beavers. Oh, here we go. I got to tell you, the the amount of beaver, and I'm not talking about that, those type, the beaver oh, videos. Back up. On TikTok, mm-hmm. like of little beavers eating, beavers living in people's houses. There's this one woman who tucks this little beaver in every night into a twin bed. She's going to get another one and put them on bunk beds. And I know if you're listening, y'all probably think I'm crazy, but it's just, they're just so cute. Like if you see their little hands or something and they're kind of unobtainable because a dog is cute and I have dogs, but a beaver is just so cute. But it's not domesticated. No. So this made me start thinking about the fact that I might need to back up, tone it down a little bit because. Well, there's not a chance in hell that you're getting a beaver. So you can live in this mystic world all you'd like. But see, that's where you're wrong. Mythical world. That's where you're wrong. Uh-huh. Cause you wouldn't gift me a beaver, but no, I'm just not. telling you if it's been I, a long time since you've gifted your beaver. Too. Okay. I, if I came upon, okay. If I came upon a beaver on the side of the road, I'd bring him home. You would not. I no, would. You would not. No, I Let's would. Let's move on. That's, if he needed help, I'm telling you, I could get him in a sheet. I could get him in a towel, a beach towel, and get him home. But this is one of those things, the same thing with the hippo, where you're like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because. I have a relationship with the most dangerous animal in Africa. Yeah. That tells you something right there. Well, it's like these tigers, you know, from this tiger documentary and stuff. The, these animals don't want to be owned. In fact, I don't think that beaver wants to live in that woman's house. Have you seen the man that owns the monkey on TikTok? No. And people send him fan mail and like boxes and gifts. And the monkey. He unboxes? He unwraps them. Oh, yeah. I love that. Now, I didn't because I was curious about this. And so I paid attention to one video recently pretty carefully. I was curious if the, the guy just let Jeffrey the monkey open the packages blind. And he doesn't. The owner open because they, they come in. Yeah. When he presents the package on TikTok, you can tell that it's been opened, but the corners have all been you know, laid back down to look like it's not been open. Yeah, because what if somebody sent him something exactly, dangerous? Exactly, yeah. But this monkey is able to open the box, and then he, he looks at the letter. Oh. And then he opens the different packages. Some people send, you know, like balls to play with. Bananas or whatever. All different kinds Does of he stuff. get excited? It's fascinating. Yes. Is he like, oh. And he also sleeps in a twin bed. Mm. Must be up north somewhere because you got all that snow. They got, what, like 80 inches of snow. Mm-hmm. in the northeast last week and um he woke him up and he was like it's four o'clock jeffrey you need to get up you slept in on the snow day and he <laughs> all right this is just so compelling isn't it <laughs> all right humphrey said i'm done he did it he's over we had to you know there's nothing that can lift your spirits more than um being around friends that you truly enjoy being around uh tug cowart is truly my best friend of the whole world tug and i did a morning show in uh, Atlanta radio uh, for years. Very successful morning show. Very funny morning show. Very uh, thought out morning show. We just had a blast. And our friendship has continued for probably 15 years. Uh, Tug's wife, Laura, 
works for Dickey Broadcasting, 680 The Fan in Atlanta. They're the flagship of the Braves, and uh, Laura is HR director. Tug also works now at, at 680. So we went out to eat with him, met him for dinner, and we Are just Are we going to talk about Tug's Navy story? No, nah, we'll save that one for another podcast. Okay. We're, we're going to talk about the plane crash. Oh, boy. This is a true story because we were just reminiscing about old stories and old bits that we'd done on the morning show. And we, I have not, la- I needed a good laugh. And everybody needs a good laugh right now. So find that person that makes you laugh and go out for a drink or go out for dinner, get a California roll or something. We were just exchanging old stories that we remember. Well, this story happened before Tug got to the radio station. So he was not familiar with this story, but it's a legendary story about a former coworker that you and I, when we worked at the station, uh, mm-hmm. You and I both worked at the radio station together for 10, 12 years. Yeah, but, I mean, we're not calling, like, we're not Taylor Swift in this person, calling out her name. No, we cannot. We? Okay, the, good. This, this, the, there will be. Uh, These are false names. Well, I wrote it down so I don't mess it up. This is going to mm-hmm. be Daryl and Candace. Oh, God. Okay. Candace worked at the radio station. And in, one, in a high up level. Very much so. And Candace called her husband, Daryl, one day and said, Listen, uh, I'm going to go to the gym and do work some out. jazzercise. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple hours later, Candace has to call Daryl, her husband, and say that she has been in a plane crash. Mm. Turns out Candace was having an affair with a pilot. And I'm not talking like a Delta pilot. I'm talking like he had a Piper or something. Yeah. Like a McCollum Field in Kennesaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a very good pilot either. He crashed. Well, they crashed. Yeah. They crashed. And it wasn't like a fiery crash. I think maybe they had to land on Bear Parkway it out was, in front of rooms no, to go it, or something. It was a fiery crash. Was it? Yes. Yes. She had to pull him out of the plane. Yes, it was a fire crash because that was the problem is it was on the news. Oh, damn. Yeah. I didn't know that part of it. <laughs> yeah. And so she was afraid that her husband was going to turn on old Channel 2. Wagga. Wagga or something <laughs> and see her <clears throat> all charred up. <laughs> With her bangs singed. I mean, like, pulled this. In her, her jazzer. In her, her jazzer. Her tights. Her aerobic. That she was going to wear to the gym. Her aerobic wear. It's like she, she told Daryl, her husband, she was going to go ride an elliptical. Turns out she rode a Cessna and a pilot. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it was bad. So, can you imagine? We were just cracking up, like, laughing. I mean, they they, they both lived, so everything was fine. And she, her and her husband got well, everything, everything wasn't. <laughs> no. Everything wasn't fine. Although they did live and they did not perish in the plane crash. Everything yeah. was not fine. No, it was not. They ended up getting a divorce. And I don't know if, I guess the plane crash was the impetus to get that going. I would imagine yeah. so. To start the, the paperwork. Start the ball rolling. But can you imagine if you got a call, like from me, and I'm like, You said you were going to Woolworths or something. Yeah. To get some pert. Okay. Well, I don't know where Woolworths is. And I don't know what pert is. But like, I'm going to go by and see my mom. And you're like, okay. And I'm like, I'll be back, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. You don't hear from me. You get, start getting worried. And then I call you and I said, listen, you got to come pick me up. I'm up at Peachtree Cab Airport. I've been in this horrible plane crash. I had to save the pilot. You'd be like, what? Who's the pilot? And you'd be like. My lover. Okay. Jimmy. Didn't you know? I told you. And then you try to trick the person. That's what you try to do. You try to trick the person into thinking you, you knew. told them you were getting on the plane. You know, well, you knew I was getting on the plane with but Jimmy. But there'd have been a lot of questions if you had revealed that prior to meeting your lover at the airport. Yeah. Like Briscoe well, Field. Well, yes, there would be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Probably be like a fight or something. Yeah. Argument. Somebody trying to take somebody's keys. But yeah. So they went up to do a nighttime fly over the city mm-hmm. and to join the Mile High Club or something. Uh-huh. They did. Yeah. And and son of a gun, he had to put it down on the downtown connect or something. In a, in a crash. In a plane crash. 
We what just, are the we odds? Howled. I mean, we well, we're not howling and, about these uh, oh, the, the misfortune oh, situation. Well, they 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 didn't perish; they survived. So we can howl, but just that phone call. Because what, what do you mean? Yeah, Candace, you've been in a plane crash. That's like indiscretion amped up to the highest level because you're just trying to go have like a little indiscretion, a little date, and then you are involved in a plane crash. <laughs> it's crazy. Should we tell the other story about like when you're not people that don't think that they're where they're supposed to be? I don't know where you're going with this, but, but sure. Yeah. I think. Okay. So we had another, we had some crazy employees at the time. We had another employee who remained nameless who showed up to work and his, his or her job was, all this story yes. was to put like commercials into the system and all this stuff. It was kind of like a boring well, it, job, but it was very important. Well, it's, it's, it's data input for, for commercials that you hear on the radio station. Yeah, like it's program, called traffic, tra- but not yeah. like traffic helicopters and traffic. Yeah. Are we saying too much? Yeah. Okay. So he, um, he, so anyways, he was at his desk and I, and in the old days you had to, contracts weren't done on like computers. You had to literally write out the contract and I was taking all my contracts back to him and he's sobbing at his desk and he was a little dramatic, a little melodramatic. And so I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. So I went over to his boss and I'm like, you know, have you seen this person, Herman? He's over there and he's bawling, crying. And she's like, oh boy. Cause you know, it's always something. So she goes over. And she comes to tell me, she goes, turns out his wife left him this morning, took the kids, got in the car, gone, like Montgomery Gentry, gone, okay? And he's back there crying and crying and crying. This is horrible. So I kind of forgot about it because I got busy. You know, there's nothing I can do. I can't help the situation. So an hour later, I'm passing through the same area and he's over there just rat-a-tat-tatting on his keyboard. (laughs) Like nothing's happened. Not a drop has fallen, nothing. And I'm like, Herman... Is everything okay? Like, what what happened? Did you not want to go home? He goes, no, everything's fine. She just went to Publix. Yeah. How do you go? For my wife who's taking the kids yeah. and left me. Yeah. To, to, she just went to Publix. She just went to get some just tomatoes went, and avocados. Just went, taco night. just went to Publix. Yeah. So you know what the moral of the story is? What is the moral to these stories, Donna? The moral to these stories is these dirty dealers, you get caught. You get caught. You may not think you're going to get caught, but you're going to get caught. One way or a plane another. crash. That's a big one. Whew. That's a big Golly. one. Golly. All right. There's a uh, big sale going on at Gallery Furniture. Listen, just like most businesses, they're going to have some off days, certainly Christmas Day and, and New Year's Day coming up. But they're having a huge sale on dining rooms at Gallery Furniture. Uh, Askforthewolfman.com is the website where you can go and see all of these different uh, packages and, and, and savings. Uh, right now, a seven-piece dining room package. It's a Skimpton signature design seven-piece dining room package. Seven bucks over a thousand. Wow, that's a thousand seven dollars, Donna. I'm at for a seven-piece dining room package. Kate Brook signature design by Ashley, great brand. Uh, six plush cushion seats. Get it now and save nearly one hundred dollars on a four-piece uh, counter height dining room table. Listen, I didn't know about this until I was up at Gallery Furniture one day in Gainesville visiting with everybody. I didn't know that there was such thing as a counter height yeah. dining room table, which means it comes up to like your boobies. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Why would someone want that? Because you just want it higher. You want to sit higher. You don't want to, you don't want to be low at the table and just, a, I mean, it's just a different feel of a, a dining table. And that's a great thing about them. They have different types of furniture for your needs. If you don't have a huge house and you're like, where would I put a six-piece, nine-piece dining table? They have um, cafe tables. They have smaller tables. They have, you know, tables that are farmhouse tables that have different types of seatings with a bench. If you're someone who has lots of little kiddos or you have people over, kiddos over all the time that are friends of your kiddos to eat, a bench is great. 
you know, you can just slide that bench in and out um, as you need it or put chairs in. So that's a great thing about gallery. Not every piece of furniture up there has to go into a huge mega house. If you live in an apartment, if you're in a dorm room, if you're looking for just a, a, a spare bedroom, they have all of that. And you know what? This is a place you can actually go and get a Christmas present because they're open. They're open up until Christmas Day, and you can take it home with you, and they'll finance it for you. If you're not ready and you don't quite have the money and the funds, you know, Don and them will work with you on the financing, and you're going to have a nice Christmas gift. They have a fleet of trucks that can also deliver if you would rather do it that way. Askforthewolfman.com, Ask for the Wolfman merchandise is available at the website. On Instagram, you can follow them at Gallery Furniture GA. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, they appreciate you and your business, small business owners. We preach it all the time. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Hi, this is Chandler from Denver, Colorado, and I just want to say I have never seen a beaver in the wild. Well, maybe they don't. You don't have them in the wild in Denver, Colorado, but there are beaver. I've seen. I, what was your beaver's name? Richard. Richard the beaver. I have seen Richard the Beaver before. You didn't believe me. I didn't. I did not. And so I went to that roundabout. There he was. About a mile from our home. And sure as the world, there was Richard the Beaver sitting right there. I know. So we do have wild beavers. I know. We need to, um, maybe like if there's beaver spottings or something. You would think, though, in Colorado, there'd be a lot of beavers outdoors gnawing on sticks. That's what they love to do. Chomp those little sticks, little woods. Did you know the beavers build dams? Yes, Donna. I, again, yeah. I was raised in North Carolina. There are beavers everywhere. Mm. In the wild, not. I think, too, you're like, uh, you were always mad. What am I? Let's talk about you it. Always, what am I? You were always mad about that beaver. Mad. I'm always mad. No, about the beaver that was building the dam at the mountain house. And now I just put it together. Like, he probably was building them a little house. Oh, he was. That's what beavers do. But it, 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 it backs up the water. Oh. And let me say this, too, about that. The family has been in the family for over a hundred years. Okay, Tom's red. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yes. Wow. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. No, the beavers have been up there in Cashers my entire life, and they 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 my, cause trouble. Pops, my granddaddy on my mother's side, my my maternal grandfather used to. What are you about to say? Huh? Did he hurt the beavers? No, oh. no. But they would. The beavers would cause problems. Mm. With the uh, with all the the waterfalls and things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Hey, Chandler reached out on the uh, podcast text and voicemail line. You can do the same, uh, especially during the holidays. Listen, if you want to talk, you want to chat, you want to text, reach out. Come straight to my smartphone seven seven zero four six four six zero two four seven seven zero four six four six zero two four. Please include your name and city so we can give you a proper pod peep salute. Chandler in Denver, Colorado. Appreciate you. Uh, supporting the podcast we have a small ask of you three things if you're able hit this and i know that you are why do i say that you do this right now because you're able do this right now yeah hit the subscribe button if you haven't already so you don't miss anything coming up during the holidays as you visit with family and friends um pick three you don't have to like them but pick three people whether it's a friend or family member or coworker, uh, someone in your circle and introduce them to this podcast Encourage them to listen to the end of each episode. As we sit here now, I'll encourage you to do that same thing because we have a special something coming up here and uh, mm. right now, as a matter of fact. Okay. And show our sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, DinnerAffair.com, DinnerAffair.com, and the Hertz My Car program. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second App podcast stay at the all-new Even Hotel at Avalon. Steps in world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. I mean, they bet the, the, <laughs> their stay has to be wrapping up. 
Right. Can they put them on the bus? Don't they have a little bus? And that's that's one of the benefits of staying at Even is they do have the little bus that drives all around they Alpharetta. Do. So they, they need do. to get those guests over here. Gotta wear your mask. Audio for this episode of my second act from Larry the Cable Guy and tasteofcountry.com. This uh, two minutes and a half left in the podcast we're going to share with you is your 19 of your favorite country stars doing, reading, reciting Twas the Night Before Christmas. A little background about this. All of these artists participated in this project for tasteofcountry.com, which is a bookmark that website. It's a great website for news about country artists and things. Right before the CMAs were held, November of last year, 2019 non-pandemic, they invited these 19 different stars to read. I'm, I'm sure they read it all the way through, each of them, and then just edited everybody in reading different oh, parts. Yeah. Um, you'll hear Garth Brooks at the very end wrapping up, Twas the Night Before Christmas. But our holiday gift to you from tasteofcountry.com, listen for uh, Trish Yearwood, Low Cash, Justin Lynch, Little Big Town, uh, Chase Rice is in here. Uh, Luke Bryan's going to start it off, Garth Brooks, at the end. And enjoy and have a very happy Christmas weekend. We'll have a brand new episode of My Second Act on a Thursday, Christmas yes. Eve. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads and Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wandering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his reindeer they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. So up to the housetop the reindeer they flew, with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow. And the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth. And the smoke had circled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside his nose, and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprung to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, 
Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night.